and she was in her car the whole time. I hate when people call you in a car because it's like, why did I have to like drop my whole life to answer your phone call? But you're in the car. I know. Yeah, you're still you're still going on with everything. But now I'm stuck at home listening. Exactly. Okay, we're just gonna get started in three, two, one. Let's go. Welcome back, everyone. Um, we are here. Um, I am here with another guest, um, a familiar voice. I want to say familiar face, but they've never seen you before. But welcome back, Jess. Hi, thanks. Uh, so before we pre- like, okay, last time Jess was on, we spoke for five freaking hours. Yes. It, luckily, not everyone had to listen to those five hours. We talked for like two before and then one during that was recorded. And then we did like another two after. But we literally like that caught us up because this is the first time I'm calling you since that episode. I mean, we've obviously texted, but like we haven't had a good call since right since that five hour convo. That five hour convo and caught us up for a month. <laughs> We've only talked for like 15 minutes before this too. So we still have stuff to catch up on. Oh, for sure. Because I'm like, well, like for me, it's like coming at the end of the work week because it's Thursday right now for me, but I still had to like, I'm like in the middle of like, I just left work. I got to come do the podcast, but like you're, you're, you know, unique because this is, is this your Thursday? I mean, is this your Saturday or is this your Sunday? Yeah, this is my Saturday. So I've just been relaxing at home. But this is like my also my most social day because I have like a lot of stuff to do, conversations with friends and everything. So I'm trying to do it all in one day. Yeah, I think it's strange because like you work in news and like people that aren't in the news thing, they like don't know that like you never have a Monday through Friday job unless you're like no. a veteran of like 30 years. Yeah, you are so lucky if you have a Monday through Friday and um, when people talk about wanting to have, like, a better schedule, like, my boyfriend wants to do, like, a Monday through Thursday, longer days. He didn't get that schedule. He's, like, upset. And I'm, like, you're so lucky you have Monday through Friday. Like, I don't know when I'll ever have Monday through Friday. Like, two people need to leave my job in the on my team before I can even possibly get that. And not even have regular hours either. Oh, yeah. And then you have weird hours, too. What are your hours now? My hours are 1.30 to 10. And so that's... And that's on the news end, like a pretty decent schedule because there's worse. I think the worst shift in news is like that overnight producing shift of like what, like 11.30 to like 6.30 or something. Yeah, no way. One of my coworkers never. works from like four to one something. Like I can't do that. I might be able to do that during quarantine, but definitely not getting ready at three a.m. and going into work by four. No way. And you're also working from home, which is like weird because you're used to going into a busy newsroom. How is that? How many months have you been working from home now? Um, since March, so what is that, three, so, like, maybe almost six months, which is just so annoying because I moved to Arizona for a job when really I can be back in Fresno working, just being, I can be home, but I guess this is the choice I made to, to leave Fresno, so it's not like I can really take that choice back. We'll be going back to the newsroom, like, in, uh, they said through the end of the year, so next year probably. It's just so so weird because when you work in news, like you you like the buzz of the newsroom, mm-hmm. the excitement of breaking news comes in, and now you don't have that. And it was a big adjustment. I still don't have the office. I literally sit on my couch and just work. Like I, was, I don't have bar stools for my counter or anything. I was gonna say, like, have you like how like have you set up your space to like okay this is work or are you at the point where like you're kind of meshing work and like home life together now like are you doing like laundry in between your shift or what I do that a lot I will vacuum I'll take care of my cat uh yeah I mean I'll cook while I work I'll just put my laptop on the counter because there's there's parts where there is downtime especially during like dinner time once the shows are over so I've just kind of like 
started doing laundry, started cooking dinner. I thought I was going to have a setup by now, but they kept pushing the date back to when we're going to go in. And so I just kept thinking, okay, well, we're going to be in next month. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to get bar stools, but now I'm like, well, it's been six months. I probably should have set something up, but uh, all the only thing that happened is my personal computer crashed. Other than that, I don't have anything set up for work from home. I don't want to get comfortable doing this because it is not ideal. Yeah, and especially for you because you're dealing with like, even though your job is like ideally could be done from home, you are kind of like the first messenger. So you need like everyone around you to get that out there, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because when when we get information, we have to have someone send us a message. So before it used to be like called out into the newsroom, get it up on web. But now it's it's getting getting it an email, then kind of processing it through my other coworkers. It's just kind of like, a, it's just a way different process. Something that I never thought I'd be doing, but I know a lot of other, uh, maybe most people are probably in the same boat. It's just something that we don't like, but it's also something that we'll probably wish that we can keep doing once we all start actually going back to work five days a week. Oh, I know. It's weird because now I'm at the point because I started going back to work in person and it's just like, oh, remember those days when I like didn't have to worry about leaving the house? But like yeah. I would n- I know I would still want to go like being so what is I already get it mixed up extroverted like I crave just leaving the house and having like yeah. social interaction. And like, even though at work, it's not completely like the normal way, there's a majority of us there. Um, some people aren't there yet. So just even having a staff meeting with just yeah. like, you know, three or four people, it's fun. And I've noticed that like, people like if we can meet not via zoom or something and it's like okay we can meet the three of us in this room like safely like people like choose over like choose over that like sometimes someone will be like hey do you want to meet like over the phone or do you want me to walk over to your office i'm like please walk to my office like just come and talk to me please yeah like we want human interaction and i feel like you know there are memes before that said like like that would make fun of people liking a cancel on plans but now we're like i'm not going to cancel on plans like i really need to hang out with someone like I really need to just have like human contact and sometimes just going to Target is not enough like you just want to like actually have like a good conversation with someone in person and just like just enjoy someone's company I feel like we're never going to take for granted again having the opportunity to be around people yeah I think so and I've noticed that some introverted people are also at the point where they're like Cause like, you know, like some of my friends are really like to themselves and even yeah. them, they're like, I'm, I'm done. Like I had my six months, like I loved how everyone lived my life for once, but like, even now they're like, I get it. Like I need to talk to someone. Yeah. I, I think that quarantine has definitely brought out a lot of people just have been able to examine how they've been their whole life and they're just kind of like you know I think I, I need to make some changes and that being some people feel like they need to be more social because then it's like when you have the option to not be social it feels good but when the option's taken away from you you're like okay maybe I do want to talk to people yeah I feel like if anything this is going to make anti-social people more like um I don't know this is just like me like guessing but I feel like it would be like um you know more like people that weren't as social will kind of like you know what it's not that bad to like reach out and I feel like this validates really social people of like listen this is like super important for me like now you know why like I crave this human interaction but I feel like meetups and hangouts parties going out I feel like that's going to be so different because Sometimes on TV, I'll see people hug, and it was like, say, a reality show filmed a year ago. I'll see them hug, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what are they doing? They're not supposed to hug. They're supposed to be social distancing. But, like, you forget that was normal, and it was never weird to, like, hug or shake someone's hand. But now I feel like we have a form of, like, PTSD for, like, we're going to be like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Don't hug those people. Or what are you doing? Don't stand so close to those people. Because, like, now we're just so afraid of of catching covid to where 
we've just it's just been wear a mask social distance like you know how they say like we don't know the long-term effects of covid and i think that's that's all medical your health but also like the social aspect of it too so it's like once we do get to be social again and not have to social distance i feel like it's first it's gonna feel really really weird yeah and i think like it's just gonna feel like like we're not supposed to be doing this like i feel like it will be awkward even like like people aren't gonna want to take photos or anything they're just gonna it's gonna be a weird thing but i mean once a vaccine comes i feel like hopefully a lot of people get it and hopefully that allows people to be more comfortable being out in public but i feel like a lot of people are going to get covid no matter what i feel like at some point you know i don't know how long it's going to be but at some point like we won't have to wear masks right like just like in the 1900s when the you know the pandemic happened then they had to wear masks for a while and then they stop obviously because like we grew up in a a society without masks so it's going to be weird to be like especially us living through it i'm sure we're we're gonna be old enough i mean like it's not gonna be like that hopefully like fingers crossed it's not gonna be that long but like we're gonna be living through a a, a no mask mask and then no mask life There's you know that says like no mask needed or something like that like people it's people are gonna have to be retrained to not have to wear a mask but it's also kind of like saying oh you don't need to take this health precaution when it's like is that a good message to put out there too? Once it once it's over, is it ever going to be over? Like, it's so hard because I, I mean, just a couple months ago, we thought this would be over with, and I thought my friend was going to be here visiting me, and we were going to be out at the clubs, but instead, she's not coming at all, and because it, it's still happening, the pandemic is still happening, and is it, are they going to ever say like, okay, pandemic is over? Like, how does that work? I guess it's all like a learning process every day. It's like, yeah, it's going to be in phases. And it's like, I'm thinking like those people that like didn't have their wedding this year. It's like, who says that they for sure can have their wedding next year? And it's like, even if they do, like, I'm sure there's going to be guests at your wedding that don't feel comfortable coming. And it's like, there's that. And then everything with schools now is so different. But like, I've, I think there's going to be um, just like an overall abundance of caution even after of just like, because I honestly feel like people were dirty and gross. Like just like That's being true. in a public restroom, like if I went to Target or something and I was in the restroom, do you, the amount of men in the men's room that just left without washing their hands. And now like the line is like super long because everyone's like scrubbing really hard. And it's just like, literally like just wash your hands people. Like that was a, and I, I'm, I was a big germaphobe before this. So for me, it's just like, how was that not even like crossing your mind? Like I used a public restroom that hundreds of people use. Why not wash your hands? Yeah. Why not wash your hands? Don't touch your face. Like a lot of it is common courtesy we shouldn't even like be keep besides people we know we shouldn't be standing any closer than six feet anyway because you're kind of invading their personal space it's so weird to see how like small six feet actually is if you think about it like with like at stores and stuff yeah it is crazy the other thing is like when i get clothes like before i got like when i went to the store i would just take off the tag and wear it now i'm like i don't know how many people touch the rack where my shirt was on so i wash it which i know like i think a lot of i don't know if that was a bad thing you know on my end but like i felt like i don't know just like wear it once already might as well because there's a thing when you buy clothes like especially if you buy like a t-shirt or like shorts like the first time you wear it before it's washed feels so different that's just me like have you ever felt that it's not as soft like mm-hmm. I wish that like I mean maybe a lot of people do but I wish that we can like get something wash it and then if we don't like it after it's been washed like I can't we could take it back but I guess in some instances you can if there's if the return policy is like uh more relaxed but a lot of places you can't even try things on right now so it's kind of like you have to buy it and hope you like it and if not take the time to go return it but like even shopping like but before we got on our on the phone call like we or i went to h&m to return something then i was looking around and i was like touching 
clothes and I'm like gosh like probably shouldn't be touching all these clothes I mean everyone else is touching it's like they can disinfect the clothes so right when I get in the car I put on hand sanitizer oh yeah I take hand sanitizer with me everywhere in between everything and it's like so funny because like months ago I would just go to the store grab my stuff go and that's it and I wouldn't wash my hands until I probably use the restroom or something so it's like now it's like no in between every like new environment I'm like sanitizing it up yeah oh and like it's so hard to remember sometimes like after like just you know going and checking the mail at the apartment my apartments at least like I get back in and I wash my hands but before it's just it's just doing it at times that you're not used to doing it but like you said I mean these are all just good health and hygiene practices like maybe mm-hmm. it's good that we're doing this now because then maybe there's something that's going to happen in the future we have to do this again and we'll know kind of how to be in in somewhat of an emergency situation yeah for sure well that was a little covid opener for us but um how was your week i know you went uh camping I went up into Flagstaff, which is Lake Fresno, Shaver Lake, but Flagstaff is like um, two hours away from Phoenix. Okay. It is so much closer to you guys. Um, We went into a cabin. My boyfriend's family got a cabin, and we went. I got to meet his brother and his fiance for the first time. Mm. That was I had to work from there, though. So I brought my laptop and worked there, like, all of Saturday um, but before I worked, we got to go on a hike, and um, usually it snows there, so obviously there's no snow right now, but we got a thunderstorm that passed pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. We all started talking about politics, and <laughs> it got heated. But um, Is his family pretty divided, or it's like they're all on the same page? His brother and fiance, I would say, are a little bit more liberal. Okay. And my boyfriend are um, conservative, mm-hmm. but he, he's a little more conservative than they are. And so it was kind of all of us against him. And so <laughs> it lasted until like two in the morning. Oh, and recently, my phone called my dad. I got, I think this was at midnight at this point. And so my dad heard us all arguing for like 10 seconds. And then I realized I was like, oh, sorry. Like, I didn't mean to call you. He's like, okay, good night. I was like, oh my gosh, he probably thought I was just like fighting with my boyfriend or something. So I had to like text him and be like, sorry, we're all just talking politics. I don't know how that happened. That's funny. How it was- is it traveling with the significant other's family? Because like you, you, you're pretty familiar with his parents because you, you yeah. hang out a lot. But now that you're meeting like new family members, so they're like, oh, like she's legit because she's on the yeah. family vacation now, you know? So the, the first time that, like, I so when him and I started dating, we hung out, like, twice by ourselves, and then the second time, we wanted to go to his house and get his PlayStation, but he lives at home right now, and so his parents were there. So, like, second time we hung out, I met his parents, but it was very brief, uh-huh. and then the next weekend, he was like, I had a Saturday off, and he was like, hey, my family's having, like, a get-together. Why don't you come? So, like, probably, like, a few weeks into us dating. I don't even think it was a month. No, it wasn't a month. It was actually a week into us actually officially dating. I came over, and his aunt and uncle were there, his best friend, his best friend's fiance, um, his cousin, and, of course, his parents were there. And I was just – it was just, like, overload – but I'm so glad it happened that way because then it kind of gets it all out of the way because I'm very social, but I can be an introvert sometimes and like get nervous, like have social anxiety mm-hmm. meeting people. So I met all of them pretty quickly, but then his brother and fiance live in Nevada. So it was good meeting them um, and kind of like seeing their dynamic. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it does feel more official, but the sad thing is he hasn't met any of my family or my friends from Fresno because he just hasn't been there yet. He's only met friends here, which are, they're, my, they're they're good friends, but they're not like, you know. They're more work, if anything. Yeah, more work friends and not really like my personal friends who I share more personal things with. So, so it's good getting getting to know them in that way and like you know what people say like traveling with people like you really learn who they are 
Did you learn anything about your man that you didn't before? Uh, he's more conservative than I thought. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and, um, no, I, I think that's basically it, because he's always, he's always very calm, and he's the same all the time, which is nice. Like, my ex-wife is not the same all the time. And didn't know what to expect from him. So it's nice that he's, he's just very consistent. He does like to sleep mm-hmm. in. And I couldn't wake him up. His mom had to kind of yell at him to get up. So, I mean, maybe that's something. He doesn't really listen to me when I ask him to wake up. Interesting. Um, I think it was, like, interesting because I remember when you first met, I was like, y'all been dating, like, three seconds. How are you meeting his parents? And then I thought of, at that same time, I was listening to another podcast and the girl said that it was during the holidays. And so she was going to meet her significant other's family for the first time at Christmas. Like she's flying to his hometown with him for Christmas. And I was like, heck no, that is too much. Like you can't ruin Christmas for this family. You know what I mean? Like flying out like that is that's when you know someone's like committed like both people are committed and I feel like at our age like you're not just introducing it's like hey we're just like you know casually dating like you you introduce them and then you become you have those relationship with those people and I mean it's you're you're starting a foundation to have like a really long lasting relationship with your significant other and also their family. But what was funny was um Pete told me this morning that his mom, because this was the first time I was with his family for a prolonged period and his mom was like just as quiet but she's not a pushover. <laughs> and at first I was like I'm not quiet. And he's like, well, he goes, you just, you're not a loud person. I was like, yeah, that's true. Like, I'm talkative, but I'm not, like, you know, loud. Like, people aren't going to hear me from across the room. Like, but that was like, yeah, and I'm definitely not a pushover, so. No, it's, it's, it's interesting to hear other people's perspectives of you because you don't sometimes get that feedback. And they don't know, like, all of you either, you know? Like, they've just yeah. seen you, like you know, in the multiple times you've seen them. And it's usually like you're, you know, when you meet the parents, you're kind of like on your best behavior. So it's like, there's other sides of me, you know? And I wonder like, when is that like, when that changes for people, you know? And I feel like, I think you have to be like really like in the relationship for them to be like, oh, like there's multiple sides of you. Like, I wonder when it's like, when like a significant other and you fight in front of your significant other in it. I can't talk, but you know, like you fight in front of them, but in front of their parents, I feel like that's like next level comfort. Like, Oh, like they're just fighting. Like, Oh, they're, they're yelling at my son. It's not a big deal. Like that's natural. But you know, that was kind of like when we were talking about politics, because we all agreed, okay, let's stop talking about it. And then Pete was like, well, I just have to say one more thing. And then I stopped him and I was like, are you going to start talking about this again? And are you going to listen to us too, to understand what we have to say? Or are you just, you just want us to hear you? Like, are you, are you, are you listening to us to understand? Or are you listening to us to find a point of contention in what we're saying? Hmm. And then so I think that his parents saw that. I was like, I'm not just going to agree with everything he says. And I don't, I mean, maybe that's why she thought I was not a pushover because I probably at first, if I didn't know them very well, I'd probably just nod my head for whatever he was saying. But I think that it's important to, I mean, I think more than ever now, it's important to find your voice and you don't always have to say it. You just, you, you, but you can, you know, stand up for what you think isn't right. But I mean, Pete thought he was doing that too and I don't know it's just a really hard time and I think people just probably need to listen more to understand than to find you know argue points of contention to argue your point but I think that you know maybe his parents saw a different side of me at that time because you know before like you said you're on your best behavior so you you try to act a certain way. And I was like that with my ex-boyfriend's parents too. I was always like happy, smiley, would never argue. And if I was upset about something, I would hide it when I'm in front of them. Mm. But you also know that there's those, those relationships with in-laws where people are like, Oh my gosh, I hate my in-laws so much. It's like, well, 
sounds like those people fight with their in-laws and I don't know if I could ever get to that point I'm more of an agreeable person I don't really get mad at people like that if anything you guys are the in, you and the in-laws can agree on like things you don't like about your boyfriend I feel like that's super funny when they're <laughs> like can you believe does he still do that with you and then like they just go off yeah, about it yeah exactly how it is that's funny well how anyways that you go the camping happened. Well, I saw in your story monsoon season hit Phoenix. Yes. That's my like first monsoon. We've had a, like a record dry summer though. And Can it's you explain pretty- exactly? Because I really didn't know what it was until you like posted it on your story because I didn't understand what it is. A monsoon is just like a thunderstorm, but it also brings dust storms and flash floods. And I'm not entirely sure like what weather causes a monsoon but when it's happening there's parts of uh they call phoenix and different cities around here the valley too Mm. and so different parts of the valley where there's dust storms to the point where you just can't see anything you have to pull over so that happens and then um, a thunderstorm comes in and then hail I mean I'm not entirely sure what a monsoon is besides a thunderstorm there's lightning in all directions like there's not just one isolated area Um, lots of heavy rain really high winds it's like a baby hurricane pretty much it's I mean, it's pretty neat. I mean, I don't, I mean, Fresno doesn't get monsoons. I'm not entirely sure why we get them. It must be something with the heat. And it's weird because you're in a desert and then all of this is happening. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It it was neat. They don't last very long either. And it does cool down at night when it happens. But um, I mean, it happens during summer mostly. During winter, I don't, it's not monsoon season. I think monsoon season ends in September. I think it only lasts two months. And we've only had a few Usually, I think there's there's quite a bit. So, is this like a like a normal like everyone's like ah it's a monsoon like is it pretty like there usually like so when I when I was putting it on Instagram, everyone that I knew from Fresno like oh my gosh that looks crazy but then Pete my boyfriend he was just like yeah that's just a monsoon like he, he didn't think it was significant to document or anything. Interesting. I feel like that's us with our fires here, like, because it happens so often. And then people that have, like, never been here, they're like, the air is so bad. I'm like, yeah, it's bad all the time. Yeah, welcome to Fresno. Like, with all the wildfires, like, and the sun turning orange and sky being hazy, I'm like, that's completely normal for Fresno. Like, it's unfortunate that it's normal, but like you Mm -hmm. said, it's people that aren't from Fresno or the valley there. It's kind of like it's brand new to them or when people complain about it being like 115 like yeah i get it we don't like it but like people act like the end of the world is coming it's like if you have a house with ac be blessed just stay home don't do anything and it's like i don't know i just get annoyed when like i oh i hate the heat right but i'm not gonna go around complaining about it like we get it we're all living in the same city we feel it it almost seems like people are proud to to be like look what I'm going through look at the heat that I have like where I'm at like I I don't know like with the sun people are like oh my gosh I can't believe the sun like yeah well everyone can see it where you're at I don't understand why people feel like they need to post every single thing like I feel like when I was single I would post more on my Instagram and when I moved here too because that was my way of keeping in contact with everyone Mm mm-hmm but now I'm just kind of like, I don't really go on Instagram anymore because I find myself getting more annoyed than I do like happy. Like I don't really find that much good stuff on Instagram. Well, like, I also haven't posted a lot just because there's nothing to post. Like yeah. before I would be going around doing everything and now it's like I just go to work and I come home and then I record this podcast. Like I don't have anything else to do. So it's like, and like, what am I going to post? Me getting Starbucks? Like, I do that every day. Like, I don't, yeah, I'm not going to exactly. entertain that. It's like, what, yeah, what am I going to post? Like, a picture of Sherman? Like, other than that, like, I don't know what else to post, really. Yeah, I mean, and then the people that do post people, I feel like judge them, too. I, kn- just I just be- don't know. Like, I feel like now it's like you have to be very cautious of what you post because people will like use it against you. If that sounds, yeah. I don't know if that's weird, but like, especially like in the pandemic, like if you were having fun, like a little too much fun, you're like, oh, I shouldn't, 
I probably shouldn't show this, but like I never like even when I did hang out with people like the, the safe way when it was okay to do so. It's just like, mm-hmm. should people know? Like I literally would go to my friend's house and it'd be just three of us, you know, and it was super yeah. safe and like we we're all quarantined. But it's like I almost like feel guilty like showing people that I'm out and about, but even, I'm not even out and about. I'm like at a friend's house who's also quarantining. I, I feel like there are a lot of people that were like shamers like they would shame you for doing something and I think that people have tried to find normalcy in some way and if that's you know hanging out with two friends that have been quarantining or hanging out with your significant other or seeing some family like people are trying to find normalcy and I think that we're kind of getting back to it with things opening up but there are some people who will make you feel bad for for trying to have that. And it's like you understand both sides. You understand that you have to give up some of your social life to, to keep everyone safe. Mm-hmm. And there's another aspect of how the pandemic hurts people like emotionally because they can't see people. And I think that's why some people will say, don't say social distance, say physical distance, because mm. it's not good to be socially distant because you need to maintain those friendships and relationships. I feel like it's all very confusing. And no matter what you do, I feel like people are going to be upset by it. Oh, no, I completely agree. It's like at this point, you just do what you want because I don't know, maybe it's because we have more time on our hands. So people are becoming more judgmental of everything. I don't know. But it's just yeah. People getting- are getting like just dragged here left and right about everything. Now I was actually talking about this with people like I think cancel culture like reached its peak during the quarantine because so. because like we had the time to research why someone was being canceled. But also we had nothing else to do. So it's like, OK, let's just put our effort in canceling this person. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's strange. true. And you know what? There's some people that you think would be all for cancel culture. And I've been seeing a lot of people that are like, I don't believe in cancel culture. And I think that's so interesting because I don't know. I don't know if I think cancel culture is the best thing because I do like give people second chances. And also to be quite honest and correct me if I'm wrong, but like most people that got canceled, like after a month kind of come crawling back and most people are like, oh, I guess they, they found their way back. Okay. That's so true. Like, um, like Hannah Brown. Oh yeah. Hannah Brown was like one of the, like, I remember I listened to a podcast in the beginning of quarantine that was like top five people that got canceled during quarantine this week. And Hannah Brown was on there. And then I'm just like, Hannah Brown out is out here doing her thing again. Like, yes, you know, like if if someone doesn't know about what she did, they're not going to think that she's like a bad person or anything. And I don't think people that know what she did think she's a bad person either. I think that, it's just a time for people to to learn and educate themselves on what's right or what what people think is right because it's so hard to say what's what's right for everybody because everyone grows up differently but that doesn't excuse you know bad traits about people that need to be that need to be called out too Mm -hmm. there's a there's a tweet that said something about like journalists with with the black lives matter movement Mm -hmm. it's okay for journalists to support it because it's not political and i feel like that really resonated because i feel like a lot of people in news don't want to show support because then it shows bias Mm -hmm. but there are issues happening right now that aren't political and it's just what's right I'm glad you brought that up because I could, it was so hard to explain to people like why it was so hard for news reporters to like, like why it was a big deal for news reporters to say like Black Lives Matter. And I was telling them like in journalism school and just like in the industry, we're just like, like almost like not, do I don't know, is brainwash the best word, but like you're like, your brain is like, you know, made to like be super objective and don't take a side and don't like, you know, like if it's in the news, don't be a part of it, you know? And it's like very strange because like, I think like if you're a decent human being, you know that racism is not good. And it's almost, and it's crazy because like, I know like all the reporters I know that are friends, they're not racist people, but it's, it was just very like, 
hard for I think a lot of them to like come out and say like Black Lives Matter in a way because they were like, well, this isn't political, but it's like being made political. I think that's what they were trying to worry about. And of course, like the thing is with this industry is like one wrong tweet and you can lose your whole career. So like they do have to have that worry. But like someone said it, a, a reporter said it and they were like, this is not like a biased issue. This is like a human rights issue about equality. And as journalists, we are the voice for everyone. And so we should support everyone. So when someone is hurt, someone is down, we need to like bring them up. So I really like when that person said it, because it was hard for like, and I'm sure it was hard for you too, like being, you know, on both sides of it, you know, being a, you know, journalist and being on the side of like, I, well, I need to be like, you know, I'm representing my company and all this, you know? Yeah. And it's hard because a lot, because there's like a lot of media bashing too. And it's like, hey, media is covering all of this. Like, you know, all those comments where they're like, why isn't media covering this? Oh, and my while gosh. They're, that, they're sharing a link to a news story. Like, why isn't media covering the story about blah, blah, blah? It's like, well, it's right here. It's like, you can't drag the media, but then also want the media to cover something too like it, it is a, like a double-edged sword because i mean you do want to be outspoken i saw uh, something on social media that said like when you see pictures from the civil rights movement and you think gosh like i wish i could have been a part of that and like now take a look at what you're doing now mm. and i kept sitting on the couch but then i told myself well you're in news so you can't go go and protest with everybody Mm-hmm. And I feel like I gave myself an excuse to not do it because it's more comfortable to sit on my couch and just watch what was going on on TV. And so there is a part of me that feels guilty for not participating. Um, but then there's another part of me that where I'm like, I know I'm a good person and I know I treat people good. And I think that's where it starts is is where. If you can look at yourself and say, I'm a good person and I treat people the way that they should be treated with respect, um, no matter what they look like, I think that's where it needs to start. And I feel like a lot of people can't say that. And I think that if you like if you know you're being a good person, I think that that's the best you can do. And if you do feel inclined to go protest, then I mean do that too and I think we can come up with a lot of excuses for why we don't and I guess that's just kind of like a uh, something like a burden that you have to take on say I wasn't a part of that but I mean I agree with them I don't know it's hard it's hard I feel like this year has brought up a lot of things that make people reflect on on how they're a part of the solution or part of the problem yeah and I think like deep down like you know morally if you're doing something wrong and then even just looking at the people around you that are considered your friends and loved ones if they're not like you know actively like hey you shouldn't say that or hey I don't think that's appropriate and like hey like if they aren't educating you because you're probably doing it right the first way like that's also like you need to look at people around I think if people were actively like because there's a lot of people that are actively calling out their friends and loved ones for things that they just see as morally incorrect and I think some people I think also people had like the sense of panic like oh my god I didn't post that so people are gonna think I'm racist and oh my god it's just like you have to start with yourself too and like look at your like are you are you racist just because you didn't post that? Probably like, no, of course not. Like you just have to treat those around you. It's Mm -hmm. like, are you racist for not posting the black square? Does that mean you don't believe in black lives matter? And then, you know, a few days later, like, doesn't like more things come out and say, well, the black square actually meant this. It actually started as this, or like, you know, the black and white image that women were posting that was for like women empowerment. And then a few days later, they were like, well, actually, this started in this other country, and it actually meant something else, but then when it got to America, it got switched into something else. So it's kind of like, you know, posting on social media does not indicate the kind of person that you are. Yeah, like, there's not someone having a running binder of, like, oh, they posted today about Black Lives Matter. Oh, they didn't today. Like, I have to erase their name. It's like, you have to, it's the way you present yourself. It's the way you handle things. It's the way you put yourself out in the community, too. Like, there are people I know 
that are a great ally and, you know, are passionate, but are, and they're not even doing like half the stuff. It's just like the way you are personally with people. And it's like, and then people also have to get to know you to know that too, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think we think people pay more attention to what we do than we think, because if I ask anyone, if I say, hey, do you remember if I post the black square or not? They're going to be like, uh, I don't know if you did. But like, so we think that people are paying attention when really it's like, no one's paying attention. So does that, I mean, I feel like that kind of goes to show that like, you know, taking, posting that black square, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that you're actually being a good person. That doesn't mean that you're, you're learning about anything. It just says, I posted a black square in solidarity and symbolic, but that doesn't, I, I don't know. I think that from what I've taken in, it's the content of your character and how you are every single day, mm-hmm. how you treat people. And, and to be matters. an active, like, like ed- educating yourself too. I was like, if someone called me racist, I wouldn't be offended because I know I'm not. Hmm. And I think when you call someone it and they do get offended, I think it's because they see that in themselves and they don't want you calling them out on their shortcoming. So if someone, I mean, if someone insults me of anything and I don't think that about myself, I'm not going to get offended by it. I mean, I guess I would be offended that they saw me and, and heard me and thought that I was a certain way, but I know that I'm not racist, so I'm not. I'm not going to give them that much thought because they obviously don't know me. Yeah. And I think that like, just in your mind, like, you know, even like no one's a hundred percent expert on everything, but like actively, like also educating yourself. Like, you know, I, I'm so glad like people are making the effort to educate themselves, but like that shouldn't be just because like really bad things happen. I think you need to actively educate yourself as often as you can. Cause there's always something to learn, you know? And yeah. then, it was interesting because the other day I was doing something at work and I needed like clip art from Google for, um, for just like a PowerPoint or something or like, just like a, you know, we need like a graphic and I was doing, I needed one of like kids. And then I noted, like, it was like for like a school thing. And I was, and it, I just noticed, I was like, all of these clip arts on google like there's no diversity in the kids and so i had to like actively look for one that had like different kids on it and i was like well that's strange it's like look at me like i have a new lens no not not a new lens but like probably it got heightened during this past couple months and now i'm looking and then that like a like an hour later i needed to look for another clip art about like it was like something marketing or just something like that right so like i needed like clip art of like people working in an office and it was like all men and i was like there's not a clip art of like successful men and women in an office like the ceo effect you know similar to that was um when people look up workplace appropriate hair it's all like you know straight hair or hair that's been curled but um not appropriate it was all like ethnic different background mm-hmm. hair and I just found that so interesting that it's it's things that we maybe never thought about um that now we're seeing and we're like oh my gosh like it's all like it's all systemic it's all you know the messaging that we get and and it's it's untraining our brains but it it takes time and effort to do that yeah it does and it's like i wouldn't because like you know you've been hearing like i've been educating myself about like looking at things through a different lens and like understanding why things are an issue like even little things and like for example like that like those clip arts like I could have been, and I had to, you know, and this was something being presented to a group of people. So I went out of my way to find a diverse group of kids. And then I went out of my way to find one that had women in it. And it was just like, even though it's so minuscule and small, like it made me feel better that I went out of my way to find a more diverse picture for this project. And like you said, you're presenting that to to young people. And so you want to make sure that they see themselves Mm -hmm. in those, in those, in the clip art. And it's such a small thing, but it's like when, uh, it's like the, when little girls want a doll mm-hmm. and there's only light skin dolls and they just want that doll so bad because there's no other option sometimes. So now, like, I, I think parents are getting it more now where 
they're getting the doll with the darker skin because you're like, hey, like, this doll is also beautiful. And it doesn't look like a Barbie, but not everyone has to look like a Barbie. Not everyone does look like Barbie. Not even, no one looks like a Barbie. Like, so I think Mm -hmm. that people are starting to see that it's from a young age where you need to see yourself in in tv shows in in magazines like it's getting more important to see the diversity because i mean there's no other country in the world like america with all this diversity and so it's i mean it's kind of crazy that it's taken us this long to stop putting you know just light colored people on magazines and now they're putting more diverse models on magazines and it's just crazy that it's taken this long but at least it's finally happening and people are seeking out ways to show diversity and and give it a more positive connotation than it it's been portrayed as yeah i just hope that like it's not like oh because it's kind of fresh right now like i hope that like and like for me personally like i'm pushing every day to you know educate and do more and be aware like maybe a year ago I would have not even paid attention and like I don't know why I keep on going back to the clip I think it's just it just happened this week but like maybe a year ago I didn't pay attention to the clip art and now I'm like actively you know saying you know looking at it like that so I think it's just it comes with time and I hope that you know individually individually we do I hope like you know you equip yourself to better yourself as time goes on but I hope that as a whole like companies and brands and everything they also do that you know it's just not like not everything's pink just because it's October like you should be actively like supporting that cause even when it's not October and be aware of it and stuff you know you know how people do get mad they're like okay so there's this reality show that I watch and two of the girls got fired um for, for an issue, and it, it had to do, um, gosh, it's so hard to explain if you don't watch the show, but basically, they got fired for uh, a racially charged issue, mm-hmm. and they didn't know that they were being racist at the time, um, just because they, there was a girl that cheated with a guy on the show, mm-hmm. and they found this random picture of this woman getting, um, this woman that was stealing something and they called police and they said, Hey, we know who this woman is, but it wasn't her. But they said, Oh, because she's black, you called police on her. And it was a couple of years ago, but it just got brought up. And, um, so they got fired for it because Mm -hmm. it was racially insensitive. And then one of the girls, people love her so much. She has a podcast and everything. And so, she has been super quiet on social media, but it just came out that she's doing um, a sh- uh, interview with um, what is it, T- Tamara Hall? Yeah. So she's doing an interview with her, and people are like, "Oh, of course," because she's a black woman. She's going to do an interview with her, and it's like, "Well, yeah. Like, who else should should she do an interview? Like, sh- she doesn't need to be talking about this with like a, a, a white host, like." this is the perfect time for her to talk with a black host so they can bring up those concerns with her. Like it's a time to learn, but sometimes I feel like people are saying, well, of course she's doing it with this host because it's so strategic. It's so planned that she's doing this. And it's like, I feel like at some point it's kind of like people are happy. People are mad. Like you can't please everyone. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that, that, I mean, that's just, I can't imagine her doing it with, Kelly and Ryan like you have to do it with someone that you need to learn things from yeah and I like I don't know what exactly it is but like just like from a journalistic point of view like Tamron Hall is probably going to ask different questions than Kelly and Ryan would so there's that too and like and sometimes it is going to be more I'm probably sure Tamron Hall is going to you know ask the tough questions because she is a woman of color and this issue it's it's not like she's coming on for something positive you know yeah so you know it, it it's gonna happen i think it was just frustrating seeing people get frustrated that she was doing it with her and it's like that's that's where she's gonna start to learn that's it you can't 
like fight fire with fire. You have to put the fire with, with something that's going to put it out. And if that puts out what happened with this, with this girl, then maybe that's it. But I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that people got mad because I mean, that's exactly who she should be talking to someone of color who can explain to her that what she did wasn't right. Yeah. I think it's just so strange how like in this past year, like all of these things have changed and like we have like a little mini because like we didn't have anything really set. We kind of wanted to go with the flow. But like one thing I did want to like bring up before we do wrap it up is like just because like our way of looking at things has changed. I think in this past, you know, what what, what do we say, like six months now officially. And like you and I were talking about like just friendships have just been so different because of everything that's happened not only with the racial inequality but because of the pandemic and everything going on politically like like just I would say like keeping up with like friendships has also been like a struggle because everyone has been hit hard in a different way and it's just hard or like you've been hit hard by the pandemic and you may have might have lost someone or you got sick or, you know, just like your mental health. Like, I think the biggest thing is like mental health. You know, I think that a lot of people have been using mental health as like, well, like, that's why I've been a little different. You know, just I'm not in the best headspace. And I think now more than ever, it's like the most like realized like oh I definitely realized like why you would not be in the same headspace as you probably were in the beginning of the year I think that like friendships are changing to where friendship was always fun and you'd hang out when things are fun but now people are going to their friends in just to seek some type of normalcy and to and to talk about deeper feelings I feel like before we're able to get together, like, say if someone's going through a breakup, you can get together and just have drinks and just talk. But now a lot of it is just, like, texting and being like, I'm not having a good day because of this. And then you talk about it. So I feel like people are able to have a new side to their friendships. I would and- say also, like, I hung out with people that I didn't hang out as much with and I know it's harder for you because you, most of your friends are over here. But like for me, I started hanging out with someone that, I mean, I always was friends with them, but like they've become more of like a go-to friend, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then and there's people. I feel pe- like now you can really see who your friends are. Like, oh, a hundred percent. Are they going to confide in you like you confide in them? How are they going to listen to what I'm saying? Are they taking what I'm saying seriously? Like. And I think that the pandemic has brought up sides to us that we didn't know that we had. Like, me, like, I think that my biggest thing was, like, just feeling lonely only because I obviously moved. I'm not with my friends. Like, I have friends here, but not friends that, like, I in my hometown. And so, I mean, that has brought up part of it. And I think another part is just, like, you know, I'm, I'm generally someone who's, like pretty outgoing happy but now I feel and I and I want people to have that perception of me because I don't want people to have like a negative perception of me like oh she's always sad or she's always complaining but now I feel like we're able to kind of explore that part of our friendships where we're not always happy and that's okay to share with that person and they're not going to judge and I think it's definitely a good time but it's also a hard time to to keep the friendships going too and some people get in their mo- their modes where they want to not talk to someone and it's hard because you can't see them and you think that they're feeling one way and then you talk with them and you think that they're just happy and enjoying their life and not talking to you but once you talk with them you learn like oh they've actually been going through like a depression or something else has kind of popped up in their life that they've never dealt with until now so it's just you know I feel like checking in on people is so important right now and just even sending a text like saying hey I'm thinking of you even if they're not going through something it's just saying it I feel like is what's kind of keeping people connected right now yeah I've noticed that like even like when I um if I like posted something on my story 
And, you know, people would be like, LOL, it's funny, huh? Now I've noticed that it's like, haha, that's so funny. Anyways, how are you? You know, like, I think they've gotten the chance to like, oh my God, human interaction. Let me take the chance, you know? And it's, yeah. it's like friends that like, if we were in person, like I would totally just talk with them for hours and hours and hours. But now it's like, I haven't seen you. So like, I do want to know, like, how are you? And like, now it's like, and it's crazy because so many people's lives, like think about, I haven't seen certain people. Like I was talking to a group of friends that I haven't seen since we did Secret Santa for Christmas. And I was like, y'all, it might be like a year that we haven't seen each other. And it's like a year changes someone a lot. And the fact that it's happening, whether you like it or not, is really weird because now I'm thinking like, if I do see these people and it is during Christmas again, because we're joking, like, I guess we'll just wait until Christmas, you know? Yeah. Like, imagine if we do. That's a whole year. Someone's life can be so bad or so good in a year. And it's weird because we all kind of just live in the same area. But, you know, with just life in general, like we just can't see each other. So it's like it's going to be interesting once we do start seeing people again, like how they are going to be as people, because you might be like having your midlife crisis right now or you're having your glow up moment, you know, your your hot girl summer moment is happening right now, your hot girl quarantine moment. So just like all this stuff is happening and it's like, um, you know, you're just going to have, you might have that time right now where, you know, you're realizing a lot of things and you might come out of this as a completely different person. And it's going to be weird if I meet you and I'm expecting to see the same person I did in 2019. That's so true. And I feel like we've got to not seeing our friends. Like before it'd be like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you for like, a few weeks or a couple months and now it's just like oh like I haven't seen you for a year but like you're able to at least maintain that friendship because I mean that's not easy and there's some friendships we go into knowing that we're not going to be able to see them as much mm-hmm. that evolve into that like mine and yours where I can't really see you at all right now uh, unless I visit or you visit and it's just like I think that when you meet a friend, especially if you work in news, you're not always going to live next to them because they're moving or you're moving. Um, but like our friendship, like we probably never expected to be apart from each other for this long. So it's just it's just crazy seeing like friendships evolve and you hope that they can last through the pandemic because, I mean, you, you think your friendships are strong and then something happens, it, it, it could break the friendship. So I think it's more important than ever, like you said, to check in on people, make sure that they're doing okay, and people that, like you said, normally we don't talk to are now asking, like, oh, how are you? I think because we've seen how important, like, human interaction is Mm -hmm. for just our mental health. I think that, and then also it's strange to see, like... um... It's not strange, but I think it's just, yeah, I guess it's strange. You know, like, oh, like this friendship would only last if we were in school or like this friendship is only would have only last because we work together. Just like because like right now I'm like seeing people like I live in the same city as you and I never see you and I'm having more of an effort with friendships of people across the country. You know what I mean? It's really strange. Like if we didn't have a prior obligation of being together, I don't think we would ever hang out. Yeah. I think that was my worry about when, when I was moving because I made some new friends at my job that I thought, Oh my gosh, if I move, like what if we don't really keep in touch anymore? And luckily I, I have made the effort and they make the effort and sometimes it lacks on my part. Sometimes it lacks on their part. But once we get on the phone, like it's like me and you, I never worried about because me and you, we can talk forever and have a lot of interest. But some other friends, I worried about it. So it was like on top of the pandemic or I guess on top of moving, then the pandemic happened and you know, I couldn't visit as much. They couldn't come visit me at all yet. So I was just like, oh my gosh, like, how is this going to impact my long distance friendships too? 
Mm-hmm. It, it's not really something you ever thought that would happen. And you think that it's so easy for people to come visit. And aside from the pandemic, then there's money and everything for them to come fly or drive, take the time off. And friendships are hard to maintain. And then put the pandemic on top of it, it's even harder. I think it's also interesting that you talked about the long distance friendship because I feel like my long distance friendships before the pandemic, like you and I have like a couple of friends that live on the East Coast, our friendship has not changed at all because we're so used to this. But like the people that live in my city and I'm not like calling them out like, how dare you not hit me up? But it's just like, I think we were prepared, like you and I, like we're friends from because the long distance like we were used to it already so the pandemic like really was like wasn't it like a shock whereas I think like like how I said like I think there's certain friendships that thrive being in person whereas some like you're used to it and it's just established and I just I wonder like as time goes on are those friendships that only thrive and by being in person are they gonna just phase out and then are you just going to take this new batch or like, are you, are they going to yeah. come back when you're like, like, you know, like once it's all back in normal fingers crossed, like, are you going to want to hang out with me now? Because now it's in person and there's like no pandemic as an excuse or something, you yeah. know? I'm going to try to repair that friendship. Do you feel like it was never strong enough? And so maybe you're just going to let it go. Like friendship is almost bit made complicated. Like relationships are now because before it used to, oh, let's hang out, oh, let's do this, but now it's like, okay, like, with you, like, I'll tell you, oh, this friend hasn't really made an effort, and it makes me feel bad, or I don't care, but then really, like, it did bother me, but I think that before, we wouldn't really care, but now we're like, why hasn't this person reached out to me, don't they care about our friendship, and so I think it's almost been made, like, friendships are now complicated, like, relationships are, and I mean, I think that's a good thing, too, because, you know, friendships aren't always going to be, you know, happy all the time, like, if you really care for that person, there's going to be arguments, there's going to be times when you're annoyed with them, so I think it's completely normal to, you know, have those thoughts about your friends, but I think it's so heightened now, because we want want people to check in on us like we check in on them and if they don't we feel like it's a one-sided friendship and I think if you care enough you try to to fix that and I think once you actually talk with those friends you realize that it was not what we made it to be in our head but I think you know a lot of things come down to just communication and just trying on our part and sometimes I think we put a lot of burden on other people and we don't look at our own actions. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think just to like put a bow on it for to call it a day, it's like right now it's like really hard because I think everyone's minds playing tricks with them right now because just everything's so crazy. And like I know like I was watching this video of a psychologist that was just kind of talking about mental health in the pandemic. And she said, don't make any like like hurt like big decisions right now whether it comes to your life your relationship your career because this headspace is not your normal headspace and I was like you know what you're right so even these these friendships that like I kind of just don't want to put in the effort right now like just let it simmer you know like they're probably not in the the reason it's probably not normal right now is because they're not in the right headspace and you're not in the right headspace so just like give it time and you know like in a couple months, you might be like, I don't know why I was hounding them for so much. Like, like, you know, I was going through something too. So I think it's just something to just like think about right now. Like our unprecedented yeah. times, like it is unprecedented. And, you know, you got to put that into perspective. Like, you know, it is important to, you know, take advantage of like taking a deep breath. I think taking a brief yeah. breath is super important right now. And I think when we assume something about our friends, I think it kind of says more about us. It's like, you know, when people say, like, you, the flaws we see in ourselves, we project onto other people. And I think that's what sometimes we'll do to our friends, especially right now when communication might be lacking. We'll be like, well, they don't care, or they do this, they do that. And really, it's probably us. So I think, I think whenever I feel myself having, like, a, miscommunication and I've learned this recently whenever I feel like basically I'm doing anything that's toxic ignoring somebody or just getting mad at them without communicating why I'm mad I that says more about me than it does them because then once you communicate 
like I had a friend that I thought was a know-it-all and I felt like she was always trying to teach me something instead of listening to what I had to say and so I finally told her that and she was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry that like you thought that because that's not the way I think about our friendship at all and I was just like you know like all I had to do was communicate it instead of like you know complain to other friends about that friend just talk about it with that friend and then it's done and now our friendship is like back on track but before it's like oh my gosh I don't want to talk to this person right now so I think a lot of it just comes down to seeing the flaws in ourselves and realizing those are our flaws not other other people's and like you said right now too let's not make a a decision that's going to affect our future because we could be having a bad day and then Mm -hmm. the next day we're going to be like why did I say that to that person yeah for sure oh well Another day, another conversation. I know we both got... I know, we've been through like five different topics today. I know, we did really good because usually, like, we would have been stuck on um, washing our hands at Target if we didn't have a time crunch, but I'm glad we, we we did good. And especially for us, this is hard for us to, I was like, we have to keep it under an hour because Jess if has I a place to be. If I to do, we could probably talk to like... Five hours. Oh, for sure. And then I wouldn't have to worry about, you know, recording for a month because I would have just cut the five hour conversation into five different episodes. But like, ironically, you have somewhere to go and I have somewhere to go. Life goes on. We got to be busy. But um, but thank you so much for coming. Um, stop by anytime. You're the easiest guest because we can you give us you give us a you know one word and we'll go off for hours. I know, I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope I didn't say anything to get me fired. I know. I was thinking that I was like once we shifted to like the stuff, I was like, oh, there go, there goes everything. Like we're we're going there. But no, I mean, and you know what? Someone probably I'm not gonna say probably, but like you know, someone's gonna get offended by, it and some people are gonna love it. And and you know what? That's just like that's with everything in the world yeah. at this point. So. There it is. That's us. If you know us, you know we're great people. <laughs> we're the yes. we're the two peas in the pod, the the sidekicks that you didn't ask for. That's us. And then hopefully next time, or not next time, but maybe in a few episodes from now, um, we'll be in person at Cheesecake Factory. Yes, I'm so excited. So fingers crossed Jess can make it in the next month or two. And we have an idea. I'm not going to say it. Um, but the idea would be pretty funny, but regardless of if it happens or not, we are going to Cheesecake Factory. And so that's going to be an episode on its own because I already know something stupid is going to happen that's going to be worth a story on the podcast. Oh, yeah. 100%. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jess. Um, Happy Thursday. Happy Saturday for you. Um, I will see you literally come back like please be a reoccurring guest because you make this podcast so much easier i'm just alone i can talk all day so awesome is sherman there does he want to say hi he's wheezing right now like he has a hairball or something awesome awesome well thank you everyone for tuning in we um are on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and spotify make sure to follow us on our social medias um i will put jess's in the description down below again and make sure to follow me at raz conyas r-a-z underscore c-a-n-a-s and follow the pod at razzed podcast r-a-z-z-e-d-p-o-d-c-a-s-t because we got all the graphics, all the updates, everything you need to know about this podcast, it goes down there as well. Have a great week and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Let's go. Let's go.